You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to a new episode of Delirious Nomads, brought to you by Blacklight Media Records, a weekly podcast hosted by yours truly, celebrity chef Chris Santos. I hate calling myself that. And underground metal connoisseur Matt Bacon, who loves being called that. This is your new favorite podcast for all things heavy metal, as well as breakdowns of your favorite combat sports and riffing on some food talk every week with very special guests from across the globe. Hello and welcome to the Delirious Nomads podcast. A heavy metal podcast brought to you by Metal Blade subsidiary Blacklight Media. I'm Matt Bacon here with my beautiful co-host Chris Santos, celebrity chef extraordinaire, and uh, one of our flagship acts on our label Blacklight Media, uh, the one and only Capra, who are today February 24th heading out on tour with one of my favorite bands ever. I hate God. Hey, what's How up? How are you today, Capra? We have Tyler uh, and Jeremy. Fantastic today. I'm, right. I'm so ready to be on the road. And especially with uh, a band who is also one of my favorite bands. Mm-hmm. Feels like, um, I don't want to jinx it, but it feels like maybe shows are back for good. I don't know. It feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, how long is the run? Uh, it's a short one. We're doing a, we're going to do four days with them. We're going to play Baton Rouge tonight. Uh, Houston tomorrow. Shreveport on Saturday, and then Denton, Texas on Sunday. Nice. Very nice. Um, response to the record still continues to be unbelievably positive from all around the world. Um, how are you guys feeling? Oh, we're feeling good about that. Uh, I checked our, our Spotify numbers the other day and, and was just kind of floored at, at how they're continuing to rise. So. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate that. Everybody that's listening that, that, you know, gives our music a chance and, and finds some way to relate to it. And yeah, who, I think we talked about this last time you, you were on, but who, who actually does your, the, your merch designs? Uh, a few different people. So I've done one. Uh, one of our best sellers is our Dune shirt. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it comes in white and orange. And our good friend of ours, James Woodard, from a band called the Gla- the Grasshopper Lies Heavy, he did that design. Um, and then, so we have we have another white one that we just reprinted that I did. And then we have our new album art shirt, which was done by Ben Fruit, who also did our album art. Got it. I just it's just really everything you put out is just 
really great and striking and um, oh and Derek Gidry I can't forget him he did uh, a few of our designs as well nice. I was hoping I didn't forget anybody but uh that that's <laughs> all of them. so before yeah. Matt starts asking questions because I know he's got questions for you um we had you, you on the show uh once before um maybe six months ago does that sound right yeah yeah that sounds about right so like what's changed what's different what's or you know where do you feel the band is at now and, and where they're going? I know you guys started, you're kind of writing a little bit on the side right now. Like what's happened since the last time we got on here and, and, uh, and talked about Capra. Yeah. At that point, I think I had just started writing and working on the new album. So mm-hmm. um, we're, we're pretty far into it at this point. I think we have nine songs, nine. 10 songs, maybe. Yeah. Nine songs. Um, ready to go. Um and as far as just what's changed, I mean, we're we're playing a lot more shows than at that time, which is really cool. Um, yeah, we just have we have so much new stuff. It, it's, it's it's getting to be a lot. So that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a really good problem to have. But we're overloaded with stuff. We'll take it for sure. <laughs> uh, Matt, go go for it. So. You know, so like obviously as a Louisiana band, you know, touring with I Hate God is kind of amazing. You know, in Louisiana is kind of amazing, right? Yeah, it's a big deal for sure. Like, how are you feeling about that? Uh, I I take it as I do any other tour. You know, we're we're on the road to you know play our music, so it's cool that we get to go with them. It's cool that we get to, you know, make some new fans out of it, but the, the focus is, you know, really all on our stuff. So we're ready. Yeah, no, it's just, I I don't know. It seems like it's going to be a good, I was excited when this came through because it seems like it's going to be a very good look. And I also just really love how actively I hate God try to like help smaller bands. Yeah. Same thing. Like, that's really cool for a band that's been doing it for 35 years. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah, they're really selective, too. They don't just take anybody. It is a cool feeling. Um, me, personally, I try not to think about it too much, but especially before we leave, just because I don't want the nerves to get the best of me or, like, I don't want it, the moment to be bigger than me. So um, I was initially very excited, but, like, I am very cool as a cucumber at the moment. So I'm trying to just, uh, <laughs> you know... Yeah, I think it's one of those things where, like, when we get back from tour, we're like, wow, we just toured with I Hate God. Yeah, that'll be more or less Monday, Tuesday. I'll I'll be soaking it in more. Right yeah. now, I'm just trying to, like, uh, stay in the zone. Are you playing any anything new um, at the shows, or are we sticking to... Yeah, yeah, man. We have, uh, we have one that we've been doing at a few of our shows. I think we've done it at maybe five or six shows. It's called Tied Up. Uh, it's a brand new song. And then tonight, for the first time, we're playing another new song, which... I don't even think we've really named it. We've, we've been calling it CHSF. And that's what's on the set list. So I, I don't know if that name is going to stick around or if uh, if we're going to change it. But yeah, we're playing a brand new one tonight. So two new ones for, for Baton Rouge. They've never heard either. So, Do you care to share what CHSF means? Uh, yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's really stupid. It's so stupid. It, we have this carnival that comes, uh, to Lafayette, Louisiana 
and it's called the Cajun Heartland State Fair. Okay. And we made a joke about um, <laughs> having uh, sexual relations at the Cajun Heartland State Fair and then just <laughs> decided to call it CHSF. <laughs> so that's where it comes from. It was a little bit more vulgar and dirty, but, you know, we'll keep it clean on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> it's oh, I'm glad I didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Okay. I feel like, I feel like that, that answer prompts more questions, but you know, I'll, I'll leave it. Yeah, be. for sure. <laughs> it's like, you should hear the names of the other new songs. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're not good. They help us remember which one's which. And at the end of the day, that's all that really matters when you're in like pre-production stage. Oh, Chris, you'll like one of them. We named a song Chris Santos. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just so we remember which one that one is right okay i like it i like it it's a riff heavy song <laughs> i love it so, so, it's, 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 so many riffs. are you guys playing longer sets as a result of the new songs or so yes yes i remember i remember the first thing you said to me after you saw us play live and that was i wish it was longer so we yep. made it made it a little bit longer yeah, awesome. And, and as soon as you know, as soon as we have, uh, uh, we're going to be releasing um, a few singles this year, I believe, uh, which will be one of the same ones that we're playing, but another new one. So that'll put three on our set list to play for shows, and that, you know, it puts us at around forty-five to fifty minutes set, which, if we're headlining, is about right. We can drag yeah. that a little bit. That's great. What's sort of the new direction? I mean, I've heard a lot of the songs, right? But for people listening, what's sort of the direction you're trying to take on this on these new tracks? Like what what differentiates them? How are you how are you trying to deploy differently? Um well, somebody told me the other day that I've really honed in on the Capra sound, which I, I thought was pretty cool. So uh that that sound is definitely still there. Um there's still a lot of like chaos riffs and, and craziness to it. But for the most part, I think what I wanted to do on this album was dumb it down just a little bit, make it more uh, structured and have uh, definitely more breakdowns. I, I remember there's a comment that will forever linger in my brain that somebody made uh, after listening to the album. And that was that it needed more breakdowns. So I've definitely added a couple of those that are really heavy. Um, but I, I want a lot of it to be, I want a lot of it to be vocally driven um, rather than relying on drums and guitar, you know, to carry the songs through with the vocals in the background. I want, I want to, I want to let Crow shine a little bit more on this album. So we're doing a, a few songs that are, that are structured that way. That's really cool. That's yeah, there's definitely cool. some maturity to the sound in the how it's developed and the progress we've been making. Um, paying attention to the little things a little bit more instead of just mm -hmm. like knocking out a bunch of riffs and parts and just to say we have a new song that we did in a day or two. Like kind of like working on a part of something and then putting it aside for maybe two weeks and coming back to it with like fresher ears and a different mm -hmm. perspective has definitely definitely helped me as a drummer for sure. But I know like the song structures have like definitely been a little bit more refined. And like you said, a little bit more 
of a better um, foundation for a vocalist to come in and actually be the front person instead of like kind of blending in with the riffs. Mm-hmm. Well, because a lot of the songs on the first record weren't really written when before Crow, like they were written before Crow was in the band. Yeah, I'd, say, I'd say about half. Uh, I'd say about yeah. half were before her time and then half were, were while we had her. Um, so now I'm just, I, I want to utilize her skills and, and write a song, you know, that she's like really comfortable putting some deep lyrics over. Do you so know what she's about the same length or are you writing longer songs as a result? Uh, they're, they're I people... actually think they're shorter songs. Yeah. Um, they're kind of just straight to the point. I think of all of them, we've timed them. And I think there was only one that went right over four. Yeah. Only one, though. Everything yeah. else is between, you know, 250 and 330. Mm-hmm. There's, there's some that are like at two minutes and seven seconds. Just mm-hmm. fast, hardcore punk songs. Um, so I think we'll have more songs on the album, uh, but it should be roughly the same amount of time. Which is awesome. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I'm a sucker for a 27 to 30 minute album. Like that's just, you know, it's the, the bands I grew up listening to. That's what they put out. And it's just the perfect time. And by the time you're done with that 30 minutes, it's like, let's do it again. Let's mm-hmm. listen to it again. Yeah, that, that's always something I've, I've experienced is like that. I like when you listen to Rain and Blood for the first time and then you're like, whoa, I can do that again. And like, right. <clears throat> Right, you know, yeah, like that's that's awesome, and I think, and that's like one of the most exciting components to me is like that the songs have kind of gotten tighter and refined, and just like this is what we want to do. Is what do you think defines the Capra sound? Um, riffs, just straight rock and roll riffs, but there is a like, there is like a certain you know there's a certain tone to it. And I, I really don't know how to explain that. It's just the way that I write music. Um, and, and that, that's what comes across. Yeah. It's but hard for me to describe. I, I'm more interested when people have their, I like to hear their take on it because we've been doing it for so long. It's almost like it's hard to pinpoint or describe it. Right. It, it's, it's a blend of, I mean, the Capra sound is just all over the place is what it, really what it is. I mean, it, you know, we blend so many different genres together uh, that, that still revolve around hardcore. And yet it's still, it has like, then each note has this metallic feel to it. So if it doesn't have that, like I, I typically don't put it in the song, you know? Yeah. And I think the rock and roll element is a really big piece, at least to me. It's got to be. That's what, yeah, that's in my blood. I, I bleed rock and roll. So glad to hear you say that. Yeah, we definitely like to think that we have a good crossover reach because of that, because of the multiple genres that you can hear in the music. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, a, I don't know if that's like our intended goal. It just kind of happened that way. We're like metalheads and guys and hardcore guys and gals can all come together and kind of have fun with it. Because there's also like, and I mentioned this to you after seeing you live because it really becomes accentuated. There's like this almost post-rock component to how some of the riffs are. Definitely. 
You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, this is actually like a little bit more vibey than I would have thought. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that on the new album as well. A lot more, I think, uh, melodic type parts that are really driving and and very post-rocky. You know, obviously you guys get, um, we've talked about this before, but, you know, you do get the every time I die kind of influence in there. Um, but for, like, what's exciting for me is like, if, if there is an, if there is an every time I die comparison, it's that I feel like you guys are like in the, like the early first or second record stage of every time I die and to see how their career and their music kind of, you know, just developed and grew and grew and grew. I feel like that's where Capra is, where you guys are just, you haven't even begun to hit your potential of where you can go. Like that's yeah. how it feels. To me. Yeah. I'd like to think that. I would also <laughs> like to think that as well. Mm. Um, we definitely are influenced by every time I die in the way of their work ethic. Work sure. ethic. Um, those guys grinded really, really hard. They did everything they had to do to be on top and RIP. Yeah, we we respect them immensely for that. Yeah, kind of horrible that what just happened. Yeah, and also I, I I for me that last record that they just put out is my probably my favorite every time. Same. I have Absolutely, I, I agree. I I mean I I struggle with a lot of their albums and ranking them, but right. this is by far one of the best albums they've ever put out. Yeah, yeah. it's super yeah. unfortunate how um, the wheels came off right after release kind of, but, uh, you know, our heart goes out to those guys, you know, we, uh, we love them. We'll continue to jam them and be inspired by them. And they definitely left a mark. Yep. For sure. (laughs) What I think is wild with them is that like, they're cited as a big influence for you, but also for Raptors and who are on black light, you know, and fight the fight. And none of you guys sound at all alike. But all of you like found something within the record to be like, yeah, this this band is is for us. And I think that's really the mark of like a truly great band is that like people into a variety of different things can kind of hear it and be like, yes, this is for me. Do, yeah, do you know what I'm saying? Definitely, you hear it in a different way, and then you know you take little bits and pieces and you you create out of it. So. Yeah, and it's just cool to see how people are connecting meaningfully with, um, you know, meaning like a variety of people are connecting with the band, and that's what I think gets yeah really interesting. Those guys you know, did a lot like, for hardcore, and they did a lot for just rock and roll in general. So yeah, it's a uh, it's a unique take for sure. You know. Um, so yeah, got gotta gotta love that. Um, but yeah, so you know we can. There's some things I don't want to like really touch on because of stuff that isn't announced yet or whatever. But you know, you're not going to tell the joke again, are you? I'm not going to tell the joke again. The joke, my joke is very good. If anyone wants to hear the joke, go back to the Christmas episode. It's incredible. Wait, when's the podcast release? Uh, yeah, well, I was going to bring, I mentioned that, but Harley from oh, Raptors, right. for the record, is my favorite person on all of Black Light Media because he likes the joke. <laughs> the joke <laughs> is absolutely terrible and it's very long. Um, I, I, I think I have post traumatic stress <laughs> as Chris for asking. Please don't tell the joke again. <laughs> anyway, 
Anyway, if you need to burn six minutes for the podcast, go ahead. What I wanted to say is by the time this comes out, we will have announced you have a tour coming up with Horus. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. So we can talk about that. Yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah. Uh, Horus and Bummer, uh, two of my favorite bands. I I know I say that a lot, but I I do have a lot of favorite bands. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very stoked for that tour. Yeah. Yeah, whenever we got news that that was an opportunity that might be uh, possible, I was very excited because of just like how the band whores carry themselves. I've been we've been fans for a long time. We played with them one time in New Orleans when they rode through. We were able we were lucky enough to open for them and they're really nice guys. Very stand up guys. Um, Yeah. And they they sound amazing live. Super thick. So. It's going to be a fun run. Uh, just seeing the dates this week come to us, uh, we're very excited. That kind of like heightened. Yeah, hitting the West Coast is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. We're, uh, we, we know that every time we post a tour flyer or any sort of show announcements, <laughs> we get California in the comments saying, you know, please come here. So it's going to be nice to be able to uh, – I don't know the word, but – take that and say hey we're coming it's a great opportunity we're, to, we're, we're I such seen, a band. yeah i haven't seen these dates yet when what when is it um, not every single date but what month and um uh june 1st to july 4th i, I got them yep. like last night i'll send them to you right after this and um where are you playing in california do you know uh i think we're doing we're definitely doing los angeles and then we're doing another california date they're, they're playing in los angeles on uh June 9th. June 9th. And then, uh, San Diego the day before. Yeah. And then Oakland, California on the 10th. Yeah. June 9th, where in, in LA? Resident. Resident. Got it. I should be there. But oh, yeah, that's, that's one of the most exciting things for me right now about Capra is that, like, oh shit. This is, and I was thinking about this actually last night. Um, I was like, wow, like this is their first like real full US tour. Yeah. 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 Didn't yeah, realize that. That brought like a, a new level excitement for us because we, we thought it was just another East Coast run, which is cool. It would, it would have been fine, but this is better and, and we're ready. Yeah. Yeah. So now California can see the magic live, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Which is really the dream. So there's a lot of like interesting music going on in Lafayette right now, I feel, between you and Forming the Void and um, our friends in the death metal band, Golgothan, yes. Uh, What do you think makes the uh, Lafayette scene stand out? Like, I feel like there's more interesting music in Lafayette right now than there is in even New Orleans. Uh, There's definitely something unique happening just in regards of there's only like one or maybe two bands per genre <laughs> so that yeah. and there's a plethora of bands so there's just like all of these crossover shows happening and they pack out and they're selling out ever since the shows have opened up since the pandemic's kind of let up a little bit i've noticed more sold out shows than i've ever seen and i've been in the lafayette scene for over 18 years and I've never seen anything like it. And yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if like we 
we definitely stand out in a way, but we, we do get skipped over a lot with, with tours and, and everything. And it's a shame because we, we have so much musical talent in the city that it's unbelievable. Yeah. So we have to create our own type of culture. There's not a whole lot of bands riding through. Pretty um, much. And, the, and the, you know, when the local scene shows up, they show up. It's we, we 200 to 300 plus shows, you know, like not not quantity of shows, but like 200, 300 people yeah. per show. Right. Um, that'll be there, you know, like we, we don't have we're not like a huge city, so we don't have that much to do. Um, but the key is to not overplay. And I think a lot of people have started to learn that in the local scene and that's kind of driven them a little bit further into bigger cities around the surrounding. Right. Area. I've noticed a lot more bands starting to branch out and tour rather than play a show in Lafayette every two weeks. Uh, so that's really cool to see. Yeah. What, um, what's the reaction been like? I mean, you've, you've played a handful of shows now since the record came out. Are you finding that some songs for whatever reason, just like the, you know, the crowd latches onto more than others. Um, um, it's kind of a you question. I don't look into the crowd when I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's nuts. While we were on our tour in October and November, we, I noticed so many people singing the words and just, you know, like different areas, like people would go absolutely ape shit, uh, especially for like songs like mutt. Yeah. I was going to say, mutt. um, and Locust Preacher, those, those, are, you know, those are two bigger ones. And then, yeah, I mean, you have you have songs that we play like where the crowd will take like a little breather, or you know, they'll they'll calm down from moshing and 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 all that. But it always comes right back. Like I think we have our set list planned in a way that that much like the album, you know, where it's like this roller coaster, and you 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 have your dips and your dives, and when it's time to go all out, it's time to go all out. Mm-hmm reaction's been great though like i i mean i love meeting new people and it's always good news you know i I, i've yet to have somebody come up and be like dude that sucked (laughs) (laughs) which would totally deflate me but it hasn't happened so i think we're on a good you know we're doing well can you pick can you choose a show that that we would say is this is the best show we've played yet since the record oh um middle east oh yeah yeah with high on fire yeah Middle East was fantastic. We, yeah, we played with High on Fire and Doom Riders. Uh, that was definitely our biggest show. Um, I'm really trying to like deep dive here. I remember we had a, an amazing show in Richmond, Virginia. Um, just the whole night of, of when we played in New York and got to meet you and, and pretty much everybody else. You know, like there were so many uh talented and and you know cool people in that crowd that was a, a night to remember for sure uh as far as best show goes i mean we try to make every show the best show so and what's uh well, how's, i gotta ask the question as a chef how, how's the food been on the road have you found anything uh we found uh, we found good stuff when we ate at your restaurant yeah i was about to say there's nothing to compare to the- Beauty and Essex. Holy shit. I still talk about that like weekly with my girlfriend as I'm cooking. I'm like, this ain't nothing like Chris. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're like, we're cheap. We'll usually stop and just get pretty much snacks and, and, uh, but, but no, I mean, nothing <laughs> will ever top, uh, well, Beauty and Essex. 
I pre- I appreciate that. I guess I thought more like, did you get a Philly in Philly? Did you get a Philly cheesesteak in Philly? Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. Was, it, yeah. was it everything that you ever thought of, or was it kind uh, of a let- it's what, yeah? It's what I expected exactly, and I'm sure if I said where I got it, I'd get a lot of you know, a lot of tagging comments saying, "Oh, you should have went here. You should have went right. there." But um, is that what people from yeah, Philadelphia yeah. sound like to you? No, I don't think so. <laughs> 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 I did get uh, a deep dish in Chicago, which I was really looking forward to, and it it did hold up to my standards. Yeah. Is, you, now this is a hot topic: deep dish. Is it really a pizza? It's more. I call it a pie. It's a pie. It's a pie. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm just. I'm a huge, pizza, though, I'm a that's that's a really thing. dumb. That's wrong. Because like lots of things are pies. Like what about like like what what's the difference between like a tart and a pie? Well, isn't a tart smaller than a pie? It's like a quarter. It's of like the a size. cupcake pie, yeah. That's well, the, that's, let's ask Chris. Chris, what what's the difference between a tart and a pie? And a tartlet is smaller than a tart, so yeah. No, I understand that a tartlet <laughs> is like a, is like one of these, but like a tart, I feel like can be. Is a tart limited in size? It's a, a mini pie. It's like you have cake, cupcakes, and miniature cupcakes. Yeah. there's got to be a fancier word than mini miniature cupcakes yeah I, I i would imagine um well is a hot was a hot dog a sandwich a hot dog is a sandwich but it's just called a hot dog it's a hoagie it's almost like a po'boy yeah exactly <laughs> the bread being connected does not dictate the hot dogness of it, or the sandwichness of, yeah. of it um I actually have a question for you, Chris, that Tyler is too shy to ask, but I know he's wanted to ask for a long time. Is this about know... Martha Stewart again? No, it's about someone else. It's you. Do you, know Larry... Do you know Larry David? And could you introduce Tyler to him? Oh, I would freak out. I don't know Larry David. I've met him once in the restaurant, but and he was very nice. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> it sounds very Larry David. He was, uh, the way you said very nice, he wasn't very nice. <laughs> no, 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 he was, cool. he was cool. But, you know, he didn't, you know, he's not exactly, you're not going to just all of a sudden, like, so I met um, a couple of weeks ago, I was at a party and I met Dave Grohl and we immediately just started, just, we just started talking about metal and we just totally just got into a flow of a conversation. And before you know it, it was a half an hour later. You're not gonna. That's not gonna happen with you and Larry David. He's gonna no, say hello. He's gonna nod his head at you, um, smile at you maybe, and um, say nice to meet you. But that's the extent of it. That's all I want. That's really all I want. <laughs> I'm such a big fan. There's a there's a documentary coming out on March 3rd that's already in my calendar. I'm I'm just so I'm ready for it. And so why so is it is it a Seinfeld thing? Is it his it's movie? A Seinfeld thing? Yeah. Seinfeld, Curb Your Enthusiasm are two of my favorite shows of all time. I've seen Seinfeld maybe five or six times all the way through. Uh, greatest show ever created, in my opinion. Did you see the movie? Um, shit. Whatever, whatever it takes. No. Um, yeah. 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 That's a very underrated movie. And it's really funny and clever. With Larry. Yeah. He also did the, his, wait, no, that's not the one. The one with the car. Oh, uh, the Herbie, the, something it was called the Herbie, or yeah, or the Herb. I don't remember what the movie. It was, was with called. John Hamm and Larry David. 
And it was a story about Larry David coming up with a concept for a car with John Hamm and a company. And and then Larry David got fired over something stupid, very curb your enthusiasm situation. Like they made a yeah. movie of it and it was on HBO. <laughs> it was a ridiculous movie. I think Don't it was exclusive wrong, but... to HBO. Yeah. I have to go back and look it up. All this to say. Mm-hmm. Um, all this to say. I was just curious what your what your Larry connection was, Chris, because this has been a sticking point for Tyler for a while. Ah, uh, yes. See, well, I like how Matt uses me to find out information he wants. I love him. <laughs> you know what you Tyler's guys, been asking me about lately? You guys only have to do this once every six months. I got to do this every week with this guy. Exactly. Oh. So I can't ask Chris all my questions because all my questions yeah. are annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and you want to start like first the first time I was on this podcast, we asked about Martha Stewart, and now we're asking about Larry David. So we might as well just knock out the third one. When can I meet Jerry Seinfeld? Right. Uh, well, so I I've definitely met him because we did his um, daughter's uh, bat mitzvah or what, what's it called? It's bat mitzvah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, we did his daughters a couple of years ago um, and it was awesome. Actually, they brought in a bunch of props and games and it was really cool. Um, and they were very, 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 do you feel very, like you're in a Seinfeld episode when you're hanging out with Jerry Seinfeld? Um, maybe. I, I mean, most of my life seems very surreal. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, I'd sound like a jerk if I started just dropping names off and right, but the, the, the places I've been or the situations I've been in where you look around and see all these other people, it's just like, why am I here? How did I, how did I get the nod to be here? Um, I completely get that. Yeah. I definitely will tell you that the Dave Grohl thing, which happened just a few weeks ago was so the most, I mean, Dave Grohl's an icon. I mean, whatever, you know, he, he's, he's Dave Grohl. And he's the biggest rock star on the planet for sure. Yeah. And, you know, to meet him and have him be so down to earth and just, you know, just, just, chat about it he did it he did this record called he did he did a probot record back in 2003 which is a, a total metal record we started talking about that and then he invited me he's got a movie that's coming out um this friday i'm very Steve. excited to watch that so the next thing i know i got an email um from somebody on his team i guess um they invited me to the uh to the premiere and and wanted me to walk the red carpet so i did that um, last friday night so that was like a seinfeld moment where it's like i'm on the red carpet of dave Grohl's new movie and I'm like, why? Why am I here? <laughs> like just walking down the red carpet with your hands up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I will <laughs> say the movie was awesome. Um, it is totally over the top. It's a horror comedy. Um, Dave Grohl basically becomes possessed, and it gets worse as the movie goes on. But it, it's a, it's it's hysterical. It's really. I'm really very excited fun. to see it. Yeah, I'm it also has, excited to hear his thrash album that he's putting out. Yeah which is also coming out Friday, I believe. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got the best, maybe the best kill scene I've ever seen. Um, about midway through the movie, I won't ruin the surprise, but it is um, it's it is one of the most creative and gory kill scenes I've ever seen in any horror movie ever, and I'm a huge horror guy. Um, and then we got to go see the Foo Fighters play at the Fonda Theater for like 300 people, 400 people. It was like oh, so wow. just a crazy experience. So that was very Seinfeldian of like, you know, don't fuck it up. Just 
Yeah, it's, it's crazy that you get to do all of these things and then you go to bed and wake up and it's not a dream, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I feel so, like anyway, so bring, let's bring it back to you guys as we head down the home stretch. So, how do you see the next, you know, I mean, obviously, so after the Whores tour, are you, um, is the idea that by that point you'll, you, like how long do you want to tour off this record cycle, I guess is what my question is. And how long before you want to get in the studio and, and bang out another record? So I think the plan is to, uh, so we've got the I Hate God thing. We've got uh, a small run to Savannah, Georgia in March. Um, I, I believe we're doing Atlanta, Jacksonville and Savannah. Those dates are not completely set yet. I think two of them are. Uh, April, we plan to record two singles. And then we do the horse tour in June and July. Uh, we're going to have another tour built around Furnace Fest for September. We can always edit it out if we need to. All right. Yeah. Good man. And then I think we're on track to record LP2 in November. Wow, that's a fast turnaround. That's great. Or at least it seems fast. I it's fast, but and and I don't want, you know, fans or the label or anybody to be like, oh, these guys just write music really fast. Like I, this is strictly because we've had a pandemic and quarantine and I've had nothing to do but write music. So yeah, we've been working on these songs since before the album even came out. Right. In transmission. So So I don't think like I don't think you know, once we release the second album, I wouldn't want people to be like, oh, well, in another year, we'll have an, a third album. Like, you know, it, it, it does take time right. and it does take a lot out of me to we'll do believe, that. We'll, so. we'll tour the second album probably longer than we did with, for the first, just because, you know, restrictions, fingers crossed. And we'll have a lot of the old songs that we can sprinkle in as well. Yeah. What's the What's the vocal process, right? Like, so you write a song and then, you know, is it presented to Crow and then she kind of takes it home and figures out what she's going to do with it? Or is there a different process? Yeah. So we, um, we usually jam on it for a long time and then at practice or at the end of practice, we'll show her the new stuff. And then I usually go in with our other guitar player, Trevor, and we record these little demos on his computer. Uh, and he programs the drums to it. Like we'll get videos of what Jeremy's doing and he'll program those drums into the songs. And then we send those to Crow and she does her thing. Mm. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, so we just, we actually at practice uh, Tuesday night, we, we, um, we, we got another one, another one nearly done where she had, she had lyrics for, I think this is the, the fourth song that we have lyrics for. So she's still got a while to go, but um, yeah, they're all, they're all coming along. Awesome. Uh, just as we head towards the end, um, do you have any final things you want to kind of share with us before you leave to tour with I Hate God in like an hour? Um, I think I shared everything that we're doing. I don't, I don't really have any secrets. To, to give away so um we have lots of merchandise so i'll just say like you know you, thank you to everybody that supports us and and thank you to you matt and thank you to chris uh you know for uh being in our corner and you know believing in us 
Um, we really appreciate all the support and we hope to have many, many years together and, uh, and do this damn thing. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that's definitely, definitely the, uh, the intent on our side. And we're just super stoked at the feedback we've gotten on you guys. Um, you know, from the actual music to the merch, everyone just, you just, you guys are firing on all cylinders right now. So just keep doing it. Absolutely. We're not going to stop. Hell yeah. Oh, by the way, send me a snapback. <laughs> oh yeah. You got it. I'll, I'll you. save you one right now. Cause I, I, they are going to sell out there. Well, so we have, we have, don't worry. Cause we have seven more coming. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much to everyone for listening. We will be back next week. This is Capper. Go check them out. Instagram.com slash Capper Band. And um, I don't know. I'm waving. It's audio. <laughs> we'll, yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Take care, guys. All right. All right. So that was awesome. Thank you, everyone out there, for listening to Delirious Nomads, sponsored by Blacklight Media. We will be coming back at you next week with another awesome guest. Be sure to follow Blacklight Media on socials for new music and more. And above all, keep it heavy. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.